The Come Again podcast tackles emotionally triggering content and contains words like fuck, sperm, masturbation den, and beast with the two backs. Listener discretion is advised. Just like you've done before And wrap my heart Round your little finger Here you come again You've decided to come again. Welcome to episode two of the Come Again podcast. We're talking about IVF and fertility treatment from the male perspective. Today's episode is brought to you by... James Squire's Jack of Spades Porter. We're going to get a little bit dark today, my friend. I'm here, as always, with Kurt Sanders. I am, of course, Jacob Aldridge. Uh, and uh, I thought a dark beer might be a, a good option for today's conversation as we explore what happens when you actually shift from the coitus calendar, trying to hope that the light fandango works for you naturally, into the actual medical side of of uh, IUIs, IVF, and frankly, a, a situation that you kind of think is going to go perfectly uh, and rarely does. How are you? Oh, yeah, well, mate, thank you very much. Um, and thank you for supplying the beers today. That um, Jack of Spades, that's that's dark. It's, that's dark. it's, it's dark. <clears throat> well, you last time we, we caught up and, and spoke, you sort of shared and we didn't really explore, um, you know, you were trying things naturally, it wasn't working, you went and got the treatment, they did, which is often the first step, the IUI, mm. the turkey baster, so to speak, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, for you and your, your beautiful wife. Uh, you got pregnant first time. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. How did that feel? <clears throat> you, well, you get the phone call, you pee on a no, stick, because when, no, when they're doing so that, you kind of know that you might be pregnant, so you tend to mm. be checking it a bit earlier, mm. don't you? Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to frame it. So it makes sense. So I remember it was a long time. It feels like a long time ago. feels like a long time ago. But uh, yeah, so I remember we went and did the thing, did the dash with the, the semen cup, did the basting. So it were, and I think they wait. you got to wait a while. you got to wait. Um, yeah. I think the earliest you'll ever get a result is two weeks or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, two weeks afterwards, yeah. Anyway, uh, I remember I was at work and I was working for Australian Associated Press. I'm a journo um, at the time. And I was, I was keying away. I was on deadline, so and I, I kept getting these calls from my wife, and mm. I was just like, I you know can't talk right now. And you know, after the fifth one, you're like, oh, something's maybe wrong. Yeah. So anyway, I started calling her back, and no answer, no answer. And I was like, ah, oh, sure, it's fine. <laughs> and anyway, then she called me and um, picked up the phone, and I was like, hey, baby, you're right. Completely quiet, and all she said was, and it was almost a whisper. She just said. I'm pregnant. And I was, I remember at the time, because like I, because I kind of had to be dragged into the whole kid thing anyway, but then I was, you know, fully on board. Um, at the time I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, this is medical this, science. Yeah. 100% of the time it works every the, time. The smallest speed bump ever kind of thing, you know, we're, we're rolling now. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so got home and, you know, it was great. Wife is on the front deck. Walked up the stairs, massive hugs. I'm not. I'm in no way ashamed to say I shed a small tear mm. because it was like awesome. It was. It was, you know, to think um, that the mystery of it all was was what really ap- appealed to me. I was like, oh, you know, is it going to be a boy or a girl? Yeah. Like, what does the future look like? Will, it, will it, was, it look like my wife? Fingers crossed. Yeah, fucking fingers crossed. I tell you. Um, and anyway, look, it was just this really emotive sort of. Time. And, and also because, you know, like we tr- tried for a year mm. and then we had this IUI thing and you had to wait a little bit for that. So we're talking about, you know, quite naively. It was like, oh, we had to wait so yeah. long for this. <laughs> you know, oh, this was a long time coming kind of thing. And um, anyway, so, yeah, it was it was, it was was a beautiful yeah. moment. And, and I must admit, like, if you get really deep into it, like it's, it is when you first get that positive... It is an all-encompassing experience because mm. it is a bit of sort of, um, you know, you sort of all of a sudden 
your, your shoulders slump a bit because you you know they're not so tight. Yeah. Or, you know, you just like oh, fuck. Thank Christ. Like, I don't have to go through that again. Like, good. <laughs> um, now, and then comes the excitement, like, oh, you know, I wonder what it's going to be. And you spend the next, you know, because you can't really tell. Like, you, anyway, my wife went and got a blood test. Yes, yes, yes you are yeah, pregnant. That's, yeah, yeah. Yes, you are pregnant. That's well, and most, important part. you know, people, couples that do it naturally, get pregnant naturally, will often, you know, they, they might, you know, I'm late or I miss a period. Yeah. And, and you kind of, and then they might do a, you know, go to a chemist warehouse and get a, you know, yeah. a stick to pee on, which is reliable-ish, but it's not quite the same. You know, and, and they'll often get to the 13-week, you know, the three-month scan where they're, they're confident they're pregnant, but they really don't. Once you're going through fertility treatment, all of that gets brought forward. Yes. So you you know you could be pregnant because you've done the IUI. You mm. go and get the, the blood test to really confirm it, and that pats you on the back and says, yes, you are mm. absolutely pregnant. And then the specialist is going to pull you in for a scan much much earlier yeah so um i'm just trying to remember exactly what happened because and and i must admit i I say i have to remember what happened not because it was a long time ago but because for me i like doing the whole the whole process was extremely um for lack of a better word diabolical disastrous completely um the, the saddest thing I've ever gone mm. through in my life. So very full on. But but what we're talking about here is we, we haven't even crossed the start line yeah. yet. Like this is the, this is the we're still the feet still in the chalk basically. So anyway, uh, uh, the thing is at that time you're so full of like your, your confidence and hope and 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 the best thing about it is is you get that blood test and you're like oh, you're definitely pregnant. He's like oh, sweet. So we start now. It's time to plan. Oh yeah, you know what's yeah. the nursery going to look like? What's the baby's room going to look like? Um, and and but you're always pumping the brakes. You're always like oh you know. Like, let's not get too excited. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You but you are. But Kurt Jr., <coughs> if she's a girl. Yeah, that's right. KJ. Koju. Um, Kuju. So you, you don't pump the brakes. Especially, I think, you know, for us, we didn't because um, we, you know, we'd spent what at the time we thought was a long time getting pregnant. And, and you know, we were planning the, the baby's room, planning, you know, oh, we're going to need a bigger car. We're just going to need a safe car, you know. <laughs> you know, my my um, Suzuki uh, Vitara with the with the the literally cracking soft top was not going to do. Poor, poor Harmony uh, agreed with me when I said, "Let's wait until we get pregnant before we buy you a car," <laughs> and uh, and she spent five years regretting that decision. <laughs> yeah, so um, <clears throat> the next six weeks were really exciting for us because we did have to wait another six weeks to go in. We mm. told our specialist, mm. of course, the specialist was like, fuck you, you're pregnant. Of course you're Yeah, right. of course you're you're, you are. Hulk's You're working with me. <laughs> you're working with me. And um, so, you know, I can, to frame this for you in the simplest way I can was that we decided to tell our parents because they knew we'd had some People, trouble. Well, yeah, yeah. And and um, so it was. It was like two days before the test and before the scan, and we told our parents. And you know, it was a transformative moment for mm. them. Like because, like we were like, you know, my sister had had kids. Um, Emma's pa- uh, Emma's sister and brother had both had children, so it's not like the first ra- run round. But, you know, they'd known what we were going through and it was a bit exciting. And anyway, we decided to tell them and, you know, everyone was, it was great. Like my parent, my mum was crying. My dad was like, you know, this is fucking great. Emma's dad was like, well, I'm retiring. You know, because he was near that age and he was like, well, I'm retiring yeah, now. Look I'm, after you. Yeah, like I'm definitely retiring now. He's still working, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of days a week. But, a, there's a whole other podcast. To yeah, there is, there is. But also, so that was so. That was a lovely night, and <clears throat> we had a dinner, and we talked about it and all that stuff. And then um, the next day, so it was the day before the scan. I I couldn't like I was at that point where I couldn't contain my excitement. So on my lunch break, I um I went to town and I went to the Bond store and I bought a little um. Mm bought a little onesie and I was like this is fucking weird but I love it it's so cool and this little thing's going to be in this thing anyway I got high I bought a onesie and a little beanie and um and I got home and and I said to Emma look what I did and she's like oh that's hilarious funny and you're sort of like yep yep we're look at us all grown up now and um yeah, and then, you know, we go in for that scan and then you get told that, you know, the, the embryo isn't viable mm. for life mm. or the, the environment for the embryo isn't viable for life. 
And, um, you know, like I said in the last episode, you kind of, you know, like, check again, friend. Um, but, you know, it all comes crashing down. And, 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 and it comes crashing down in more ways than just fertility treatment. It's, it's an extremely humbling thing to have that loss. And, and, and luckily that time, when I say luckily because um, miscarriages are horrifying mm. things mm. for for especially for partners but you know for blokes as well um and emma had to have a had a procedure to remove that embryo and and i say that's potentially good but i'm not convinced necessarily the way that it well is. It's, it's a comparison of two absolutely horrible scenarios. yeah but then so you know three two days later she had the procedure had it removed had the done well and it's 15 minutes it's it that's the worst thing it's not even a big thing like for like i'm not saying it's not painful i'm not saying it's mm, not dangerous yeah, yeah 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 but you know it's 15 minutes of that doctor's life and that is one of the simplest procedures they'll do um they they remove the thing they scrape mm-hmm. the what do you call it you scrape the um the uterine lining the uterine lining yeah, yeah scrape the uterine lining the um, which stay tuned because that is a compelling part of my story. Oh, we're going to talk an awful lot about uterine. Yeah, right? uterine scraping, but um, which sounds fucking awful. It sounds Just like a really bad <laughs> euphemism for sex. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, you're not that big. <laughs> yeah. And if you are, you should be ashamed. <laughs> um, yeah, let me. I, I need a yeah. sip of beer. Hang on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a hell of a procedure emotionally. Oh, yeah. But to be honest, so, your coffee's still warm at the end of it. Well, yeah, but and and like it in out, wham, bam. Yeah, it's yeah. it's exactly right. You know, it's that it's that so quick sort of thing. And um, anyway, so and I say before it all comes crashing down because you're in you're in the hospital, and my wife had the procedure, and I met her in the you know in post, and you know they don't even give you a massive dose of the general, like mm-hmm. it's very in and out kind of thing. You know, we don't want to put you down too much yeah. because you know you'll be you know this is quick. You'll, you'll go back to work today. Yeah. Well. Fuck, you know, no, no, no fucking chance. But no, uh, but 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 that's the thing. Like, it almost feels like you know by tomorrow everything's going to feel a lot better, and physically maybe. But you know, it is a painful thing. But anyway, so my wife stood up, and you know, there's a bit of residual bleeding and all that mm. sort of stuff. And you know, um, she broke down in tears, and I broke down in tears. And at that point, it was very much like I actually remember saying it, and 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 I'm not. I don't regret saying it, but I remember saying at the time it was like, "Hey, at least we got pregnant. At least we know." Mm, mm. Yeah, we've we've crossed that Rubicon. Yeah, and little did I know that that was n- like not even a thing. Like it really wasn't. It, like it was in no way, shape, or form an indication of future performance future of my stocks. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, yeah. So look, re- recovering from that first loss, it wasn't a day. It wasn't a week. It, it you know, it was. I'm supposed to have a kid that was born on May 4th mm. and I don't. And I think about that every May 4th. Wow. Every May 4th. And I must admit it's a lot easier because it's May the 4th. It's May the 4th. Be with you. It's yeah, Star Wars yeah, Day. Yeah, so yeah. I, it is easy to remember. Um, but yeah, like I think about it all the time and, and I'd have, and it's not that just that, it's that I would have a seven-year-old. Now. Yeah. A seven-year-old, which... You don't <laughs> I don't have a seven-year-old, yeah. but yeah, I would. So look, it, and and I, I, it's not something that necessarily leaves you. For some people, uh, it might be. It might be a really, you know, time heals all ills kind of thing. But for you know, for me, and it may be worse because we went through a lot more. It might be that it's and, a and, bigger impact. And there's the challenge of it's only eight weeks it's only you know for people who i mean miscarry in the first trimester it's only 13 you know it's not like you had it in the second trimester or Mm. you had a stillborn full term or those kind of things as as if it's a competition as if there's the whataboutism as 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 if your emotions are invalidated by the fact that somebody else had a horrific experience and it's such a good point to make because um for those of you that don't know uh, miscarriages are actually extremely common. Oh, it, what, getting what is humans it? getting pregnant is just fucking ridiculous. One, one like, how four? does anybody get knocked? It's up? one in four, isn't it? One in yeah, four pregnancies. Yeah, I've heard that. Something like that. We'll yeah. fact check that. One in four. It may be more. It actually may be more. But um, and, and because a lot of people don't know, mm. you know, like if your period is a week late, yeah, you know, you don't like the embryo. 
in the early days, it's like the mm. size of a poppy seed. Yeah. You know, and even six or eight weeks in, it's small. You're not necessarily even going to, to realise in some cases yeah. that what you are experiencing is a miscarriage as opposed to a late period. Yeah. And, and, and then obviously a, a couple of months in. Good point. Good point. Because it can, like, that's often what happens. But also consider it from this perspective. And, you know, there is a whole narrative around everyone's fighting their own battles kind of thing, which is very true. But, you know, if if you lose one embryo at six seven eight weeks um consider that someone who has potentially gone through 10 years of it mm. consider mm. what that one little piece of hope might meant to them and that tells you that kind of makes null and void the the argument of well you never knew it or you never oh, well, that sort of yeah, yeah it's not you know so it's 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 i i think um it's vital that women in particular can talk about that in, t- in, in real terms not, and they're not ranked. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, my was 12 weeks. Mine was eight. Mine was 20. Like, mm. and which is, you know, I'm not, I'm not discounting any of them, but, you know, they're all horrific stories. Yeah. They all are. They all really are. But, but so... Um, so you have that experience. You get back on the horse? Well, yeah, like... How long? Not long. Yeah. We didn't wait. We really didn't because um, Emma, being a fit, mm-hmm. young mm. female, you know, always always been quite healthy, recovered really well physically, um, emotionally, no, didn't at all recover. We both didn't really. Well, and, and that's where um, I think you, in our experience, you kind of get back on that horse a little bit to just well, if we get pregnant again, that'll help with the emotion. Well, just remember that was that was I. I IUI one of ten. ten. <laughs> so yeah, well, so that's we why got, I was curious. Yeah. You went back on the horse. We didn't and then, just get back on the then... horse. We we fucked the horse. <laughs> 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 but, but look, but the rest of the ten were like kind of nothing happened. Like I didn't get pregnant again. Yeah, you know, yeah, out you of do all the those test. things. Were you trying naturally at the same time, or do you not? Yeah, do that we were. IUI? I mean, this gets back to the coitus calendar. Mm. You do, but it's this fucking rinse and repeat shag you know and it's like you know I'm not, I'm not making light of the situation and some people will be completely fine with that they might have a sex drive that takes them to that point some people will be the complete opposite mm. for us it was like it was a yeah today's the day yeah count tick but um what then happened was after that 10th one which i'm pissed off so at this point i'm like mate Oh, like I run my own business. Yeah. If I did something ten times and failed ten yeah. times, I wouldn't pay. You know, I wouldn't expect them to pay, right? So I was like, I said to Emma, "Fuck this guy." This, mm. He like, it's almost for him. It's like you got to just keep firing him in there. And um, after that, we we're like, "Fuck this." We're going to a different different guy. And we went to a different guy. Yeah. And um, went to a different. Um, well, and on the advice, you know, everyone's got advice. How many fucking specialists did people? Go, oh no, you've got to go to this guy. You've got to try. Oh. Fuck. Yeah, I know. And that's so true. That's so true. And, you know, we took a mixture of advice, like doctors and people we knew and just like fucking even randoms. Because you know, at that point I was Yelp so reviews. angry. Yeah. I was so angry. and Because you get asked all the time. like, And people would listen to And people listening would hear this and be like, yeah, you get fucking asked all the time. You go to a party. It's like, when are you two having kids? No. And you're like dusting your knuckles. Bang! You know, you just want to put one on him. But in the end, you know, if I was drunk enough, I'd be like, well, fucking let me tell you a story. <laughs> We've been fucking eight grand down and this, that and the other. And, and you know, those you get advice from them, yeah. even regardless of whether they know or not. Um, so anyway, I went to a new specialist. And, um, and this is like one of those stories where I'm not sure if I'm oversensitive about it or whether... This is unacceptable. Mm. But, okay, so first first visit to this doctor and he was like, fucking 10, 10 IUIs. He's like, mate, I wouldn't put you through more than two. Like, that's bullshit. We get into the, the business. So he's a business yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like. He goes, first things first, we're going to fucking cut you open and we're going to have a look and see what's going on. Bonnie at, Bonnie at you or at Emma? Definitely not me. Okay, definitely I'm not me. like, yeah. there's only a yeah. couple of little things you yeah. can cut open and I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure what you're going to see. So you cut me open, friend, you're going to see a dark heart <laughs> and an ice shard in my chest. But um, no, and and so, but to me, like at the start of that, I was like, yes, like 
Yeah, let's 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 intervene this yeah, motherfucker. Exactly. This is what's been going exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, none of this turkey based. Yeah. I want a fucking scalpel. <laughs> yeah. I want surgery and yeah. I want I, I want an overnight in yeah. a hospital. If in- I'm gonna pay a copay to go into that hospital, yeah. I wanna have fucking dinner in Can that hospital. I watch. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so we get there on the day and the go- and the doctor's like, Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go through the belly button. It's called a laparoscope. Pros- laparoscope. L- yeah. Laparoscope. Yeah, yeah. Harmony had one of those. Yeah, so all right, so I'll let me take you through it now. Mm. I'm interested to hear how you guys went with it. So anyway, he goes, There's laparoscope, he says, Look, this could take ten minutes, it could take an hour. It just depends what's going on. And I said, Okay, no worries. Well, I'll you know, Emma was in a room and, you know, we had private health, so it was a lovely hospital and you know, everything was very nice. Um, and they wheeled her away and it's always, there's always fucking wheeling her out the door kind of thing. It's awful to watch. It really is. Like, it, I mean, this is from a guy who's never been to hospital. I've yeah, never actually right. had yeah. a stay in hospital. Yeah. So watching someone get wheeled away for me is like a bit of a fuck. This is the real deal. Anyway, I, I, so, just, I just kind of go, shit, i got three or four hours where my wife is definitely not going to call me. <laughs> exactly. I, I got there, mate. I got yeah, there. Yeah. But um, anyway, so I went and had a coffee and I was sitting there thinking, ah, oh, this could be a while. I, I feel like I was sitting down for 30 seconds and um, and I see, the, I see the doctor walk out. Like where the cafe is, there's like this doorway and they come out to this like pathway up to this other building. And I see this doctor like spring out of the doors and he's carrying all these boxes. Like he's just had his surgical delivery. It couldn't have been like, it couldn't have been more than, I'm going to say it couldn't have been more than 25 minutes. I'm going to say 25 yeah. minutes later. By the time I faffed about, got my coffee, sat down, I wasn't, fi- I definitely wasn't finished the coffee. <laughs> anyway, he's walked out and he's in full scrubs still and and he's got these boxes and he's like, just imagine a, like a, you know, like a, Oktoberfest beer wench <laughs> with like armfuls of beer. That's what it was like. It was like hard to carry. And he sort of sees me and he goes, oh, in front, like there's a cafe is full of people. He sees me and he goes, oh, there you are. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and like thinking, what, did you try to call me? Yeah. And he goes, oh, mate, no, the tubes are fucked in front of everyone. Oh, motherfucker. In front of everyone. Tubes are fucked. He goes, he goes, Oh, she'll she'll be in recovery soon. Uh, but I'll talk to you soon, and just like kept walking to his office. And I'm sitting there going, uh, "Where? What? What? Yeah. Like, what do I do now?" Anyway, so I walked back into the room where she was, and she wasn't there yet. And I said to the nurse there, "I was like, ah, oh, I just saw the surgeon is." I, I assume he's finished because he walked out and said the tubes are fucked. Because he, he was doing his part-time job as yeah. a, a, an Uber Eats driver. Exactly right. The tubes are fucked. And she goes, oh, let me check on that. And she goes, oh, yes, now she's out yes, of Oh, yes, let me um, check the medical file. Yeah, d- yeah. D- 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 yes, fucked is exactly yeah, the term that's yeah, on the file. Yeah, fucked is the medical term. Mm-hmm. Hey, and he goes, and anyway, she goes, look, yeah, she'll, she's just in recovery. She'll be back in her room in, you know, half an hour. And I was like, okay. So, because they weren't sure how long this was going to take, even though it was l- obviously he's got in and gone. Yeah. They gave her a massive dose of... Of uh, the of general the, anaesthetic. Yeah, yeah. she was fucked. Like, the tubes were fucked. She, she was, was fucked. She slept, I'm going to call it the first, after recovery, she was out for eight hours. Jeez. Um, to the point where, and we were supposed to go home. And, and I said to the nurse at the time, I was like, fuck, like it's getting pretty late. Can she just stay? And Emma was like, no, no, I want to go home. I want to go home. Anyway, it was the worst decision ever. Like we went home, but she was in bed for, I'm going to call it two weeks. Jesus. Two weeks. She was in so much pain, so much pain for two weeks and just couldn't hardly stand. That was really full on. Uh, well, and, and, and I mean, you know, laparoscope as I understand it, you know, this is, this is keyhole surgery. Yeah. Uh, they'll often... Uh, three incisions, three mm. cuts mm-hmm. to, to go through with the machine. Yeah, so there's not one a, in the belly button. Yeah, one just above the like the, the pubis, pubis maximus. Yeah, and yeah. there's another one to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, it's not massive invasive surgery. No, um, it's not. But they're obviously. I mean, they are. They're playing around with some pretty sensitive parts. Yeah, I mean, uh, I get that it's painful, but. It, Two weeks painful? I'm not sure. That's like, that that yeah. That's that mm. is not our experience, right? Yeah. Right. So we'll 
yeah, so what happened for you? For us, so we, we had a laparoscope, I, I think it was between IVF rounds two and three. Yeah. And we'll get back to, you know, diving into that first round shortly. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, where, you know, we'd had a, a couple of cracks at it. it. It wasn't really working. We had skipped the IUI. We, we um, kind of knew that the tubes were, were probably a bit fucked. Uh, which is obviously on a medical scale not quite fully fucked, <laughs> yeah. just a bit fucked. Yeah. Um, uh, so they didn't need to do that initially, but after a, a couple of rounds of IVF hadn't worked, it was okay, we really need to eyeball these and, and, and have a proper look. Uh, and once they're getting in there, um, you know, there's a whole lot of things with internal organs that, you know, I had absolutely no idea about. You know, you can have these situations where, you know, like the ovaries start to actually attach and bind to the uterus or to other right. internal organs. Uh, do they need to be kind of cut away to, to give them a bit of freedom and, and space? Mm. Um, we had a film, like a thin film covering the uterus. Right. Which to this day, I still actually have no idea what that was. The immediate reaction from the specialist was like, oh, look, it was probably caused by chlamydia. And, and right. without airing my wife's entire sexual history although it would be about as brief as mine because we you know obviously yeah. got together uh, quite young and six dates without her realizing we were dating you get an idea of how promiscuous we were sure um yeah no it was not caused by <laughs> we, yeah. you know we kind of know so um you know our best bet is some inflammation uh, you know, when we get way down in a future episode, you know, we'll probably talk about that uh, a little bit more. Um, but yeah, the laparoscope, you know, it was kind of like, look, things are mildly fucked. There's nothing specifically fucked that we can do anything yeah, right. about. Um, uh, you know, Harmony had a few surgeries by that point because we'd had a couple of rounds of IVF, so it was just another one. Uh, but yeah, definitely not that kind of of recovery time. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to say, yeah, yeah. I, and and to this day, I actually don't know why. Like, apart from, like, we sort of blame the general, but, you know, like, that she was groggy, but pain, come on. I, I don't know. No. I actually don't know. She ended up taking so much time off work, it was crazy. So, and she just was ruined. Like, she yeah. was just, it was ruinous. And, and to be fair, uh, I think Harmony was not working at that point in time. That was a couple of months after the European trip I mentioned last last year where we tried relaxing and, and then got really into the medical stuff. Uh which certainly would have helped with mm. some of the COVID. And, yeah, the anaesthetic, you know, that can have different reactions. Yeah. You'll normally, even in private health, you normally have a different anaesthetist mm. each time until you get to the point where, you know, mm. you've been through nine rounds of IVF where you start to know them on a first-name basis. Um, so Harmony, one instance, for instance, she aspirated on the anaesthetic, right. which is where you bring up food. Yeah. You basically vomit into the tube yep. when you're under, which is not a it's not, not a not recommended. It's definitely not good. No, no. Mm. So yeah, you know, it's it's there's a reason anaesthetists make eight hundred grand a year. I suppose mm. is that the calculations to get that right are quite elaborate. It's based on your weight, your muscle mm. ratio, all of this kind of shit. And and if they fuck that up, mm. yeah, it could give you too much. That is seriously going to fuck you up, which is is what it sounds like happened. To well, you. potentially. I mean, uh, I I assume so because. The, the time before was in and out mm. fine, no dramas. And every time since has been in and out in and fine, out, yeah. no worries. So, you know, there might be a bit of residual exhaustion or something, but most of the time it's been fine. But the quandrum, mm. <laughs> the quandary. Quandary. Quandary, not quandrum. This beer is strong. It is a the good quandary, beer. The quandary, the conundrum, if you will, the enigma, is um, how are your tubes fucked but you still got pregnant a yeah. year ago. So um, I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I have, like, you know, I've had opinions from yeah. doctors, but yeah. no one can say why. Um, Was it her child? <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> wait, who put that child in? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, who and, and, that child? and, you know, to, to get a bit technical, you know, so IUI... Uh, we're still relying on the ovary to eject an egg in the natural yep. cycle. It moves through the fallopian tube into the yeah. uterus. You get pregnant. It, it affixes. IVF, they actually extract the eggs yep. from the ovaries, mix them up in a Petri dish with my junk, and then stick it back into it back. the uterus. Yep. To, so they basically bypass the fallopian tube. So, yeah, for you to get pregnant through an IUI, an egg had to make it through the Exa fallopian That's tubes. exactly right. So, and endo... I didn't mention this in episode one, but before we had um, 
yes, this so this is a key point in the plot. Before we had the first IUI, Emma did have a scan on her tubes where they put the dye in. So yeah. we talked about that briefly. Yeah. And they said in that in that test, when they put the dye in, they said, oh, yes, the tubes didn't eject dye, but one tube after some pushing ejected some dye, mm. like a little bit. So a bit made it through. That's, a that's what the dye does. The dye shows yeah. that, that you can actually make it through the tube like a That elaborate. the egg can get through. And remember, these things are tiny. So I assume the 10 IUIs were off the back of a result that a doctor saw and said, oh, some dye came through. Yeah. So it's probably fine. But after the laparoscopy... Mm. Lapro- laparoscope. Laparoscope. I think laparoscopy... Laparoscope. It is a laparoscope. There laparoscope. probably is a technical... Laparoscopy, yeah. I think it is. Um, you know, the diagnosis was tubes fucked. Mm. Tubes are fucked. So um, they're... Begins IVF. Yep. Yeah, which is probably the perfect time to take a quick break. Egg freezing industry. Ice to me. Egg freezing began as a way for women to save their eggs before undergoing chemotherapy. But today, it's grown into a vanity industry that preys on fertility fear. Your eggs are rotting fast. So we're going to freeze some now and thaw them out later when you're ready to have a baby. What she failed to mention is that each of those eggs only has a 2 to 12% chance of resulting in a baby, and the whole shebang is going to cost you upwards of $20,000. 20 grand? Yeah, and all that money is usually wasted. The vast majority of women who freeze their eggs never actually use them because, again, you can get pregnant in life later than you think. You scammer. Oh, oh, snow. That was awesome. And we're back on the Come Again podcast, and we are about to delve into that first fucking oh, round fucking IVF. <laughs> of IVF. And the first thing I want to share, because a lot of people who don't go through it, particularly your friends and family, you know, IVF is painted up as, you know, you butte, whiz, bang, medical science. Mm. And there's so many success stories you hear, so many people now who have IVF children. Mm. It almost feels like, you know, it's, it's penicillin. I've got a fucking infection. I have some penicillin. It's I'm fixed. Okay. I'm going to go and have IVF. And, and, you know, because there's this clinical element to it, uh, that's going to get me pregnant, which is, is completely fucked. All you're really doing in IVF, as we flagged before the break, is bypassing the fallopian tube and the fertilization, in vitro fertilization. So what they're basically doing is they're taking the egg, uh, they're taking your sperm, and they're they're mixing them in a, a as I say, it's a petri dish. It's not a test tube. They don't have test tube babies anymore. They're petri dish babies. Remember that for your insults. Well, test tubes are really hard to climb out of. So. <laughs> <laughs> petri dish is far more shallow. Far more shallow. Far yeah. more shallow. Yeah. Um, so you know the process as I understand it, you can interject or, or, or fact check. They'll normally pump the woman full of hormones so that instead of just producing one egg in that cycle, uh, she will produce multiple. The idea that they can then do uh, an egg pickup. So you'll normally have a number of um, sessions and ultrasounds with your specialist who will be checking the, the size of uh, you know the specific follicles uh, to see how many you have, how mm. many of them are the right size. Once they're over about 12 or 14 millimetres, they can go in and do the egg pickup where they actually surgery extract those, those yep. eggs. Might be a good idea to define follicles as well. So, yeah. so, so my... Uh, Women are actually born with all the, the, the eggs that they'll ever have, mm. uh, which kind of means that your grandmother had your had half of you in, in her because, mm. you know, like you, your mother's mother because yeah. your mother was born with all of those eggs yeah. already in her. Uh, you know, the hormones that kick in for women through puberty and, and until menopause uh, basically trigger some of those follicles to, to grow and expand to the point where they eventually get big enough where they eject an egg yeah. uh, and 
the body's pretty damn good at tracking the hormone levels so that if one of the follicles that's growing starts to win that race, the others shut down, yeah. hold off for a future cycle. And that's where you know, natural twins, particularly fraternal twins, that's where two follicles have come and, and popped, popped the eggs. Yeah. With a, an egg pickup, they don't just want one. We want to give ourselves a maximum chance. Uh, so you know, we certainly had cycles where I think 12, 14, 16 eggs mm. were, were produced. You end up with you know, ovaries the size of grapefruits, mm. maybe not quite that big, but you know, you get these massive ovaries sitting there. Full and of full of follicles. Full of follicles, mm. full of big follicles. They're, you know, as I say, about 12, 14 mm. millimetres each. So, you know, if you've got 14 of those feckers, you know, you've got mm. eight, eight on either side, you know, you can kind of do the math. There's, there's, a, bit there's, a, there's a bit going on. Mm. And the doctor's got to get in there. She, in our case, has to time the egg pickup right because too early and you've got immature eggs, which aren't going to get fertilised, too late... And you could end up with uh, they just start naturally erupting and, and sending them down the fallopian tubes that don't fucking work. Mm. So you got to kind of time it right. But that's that's the idea. Um, egg pickup is a, a surgery similar to mm. the laparoscope and what you're talking about. General anaesthetic. You go in, the giant fucking needle comes in, and 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 they extract those eggs one at a time. Yeah. God is a man, as I flagged. <laughs> if you want fertility treatment, because if you're a we, man of faith, we would. You know, we'd we'd go into the clinic where they, you know, at the private hospital, um, kiss goodbye. Harmony would go downstairs for major fucking surgery, mm. and I'd go into the spank bank room and 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 jack off for five minutes. Mm. Um, that was my part. That's how they got my bits yep. sort of done. Give them to the the nurse, and and she'd you know pat me on the back for a job well done. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you know, so they want them as fresh as possible. You're doing it the same roughly the same time, mm. uh, and then they mix them. Now, most of the time when you're starting off, so first round of IVF, uh, mixing basically just means they're introducing to each other. Mm. Uh, you, it, it's like a grade, let's say it's like a grade 11 dance. You're putting the sperm <laughs> in the Petri dish, you're putting the eggs in the Petri dish, yeah. but you know they're not at the point where they just hang on their, their own sides. They actually do commingle a little bit, and what you're hoping for is that yeah. you know, the Homer Simpson dop, bang, dop, dop, yeah. Yeah. kind of happens it's, it's in the, the Petri dish. It's the arse out hug of the reproduction world. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you're, you're dancing, but your groins aren't touching. But you still get there. You still get there. Yeah, you yeah. still get there. Yeah. Um, you know, and they fertilise in there. You know, they keep an eye on it for... Uh, in our case, the clinic would keep an eye on it for seven days. You're normally five days in, you've got the fertilised embryo. It goes to a blastocyst, which means it's actually started to progress in the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the point at which they will either... Uh, do a transfer and stick it back in you yep. or freeze. Yep. And if you're lucky, if you pulled 14 out, you'll end up with multiple embryos. So they might do a transfer and then they'll freeze the rest. If they're viable. Yeah. And so at this point, I think it's probably important to talk about um, if, if you know, you're in, you're about to hit that first round and, you, you know, your wife is, you know, the, the couple of weeks beforehand, you've got a kit. Oh, fucking oath. You've got a kit and that yep. kit is full of needles. Now, yep. if you're like my wife who cannot give herself a needle, which I totally fucking get, <laughs> I am not bagging that one bit. Um, it's up to you. and and Or, or someone else, like a nurse can do it or a m mother, partner, but, but whatever. What you're talking about, it's <clears throat> the same time every, every day. day you've got to have the, I think in our case it was Leveris, yep. you've got to have that drug injected because that's what stimulates yep. all of those follicles to keep to going. To start happening, yeah. So that, that follicle stimulation doesn't happen on its own. You've got these drugs to go through. Now, also, depending upon your journey through it, and not everyone's going to take the private system, people take mm. the public system, yep. There are some things to know that in the public system when you do it, it doesn't make it any better or worse, but you are generally more homogenized. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll get a standard kind of drug sort of thing to follow, a schedule to follow. You'll get needles one, two, three on days one, two, three. Then you might add one for six more days or whatever. Um, in the private system, if you've had a few rounds or something, or even in the first round after your diagnosis of how things of the pipes are working they might give you a different mix of yeah medication. And, and there are multiple options as yeah. i understand it for most of the different drugs you know so yeah. if, if that one isn't working we can try something slightly different exactly which you may right. not get in a bulk build environment that's right and and you mentioned before how you get you might get 14 eggs you might get 18 you might get six yeah um the cocktail of drugs or the recipe they call them recipes are different depending upon you and how they're trying to your or your, own your hormones, partner and how, how 
how much you're producing naturally or whether they, um, which we ended up in, in at later points where they do a down regulation where they turn off your system most of the time, particularly for the, the first few rounds, your own system's producing things, so you've got to try and get that balance right so you don't yeah. overwhelm what's naturally happening. Exactly. Um, and, you know, giving your partner needles, especially if they've made you do IVF. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <clears throat> you know, jab, jab. Well, you've spent two years doing the, the two-person push-ups. Yeah. You, you go from tripping down the mine shaft to suddenly you're giving her one. Yeah, But exactly. it's not quite the same. might be the same size in your case, Kev, but I won't, uh, won't explore that. But um, Actually, I think we've got a... No, we don't. <laughs> cool story, bro. Needs cool. more pictures. I know. I'm still getting oh. to know this podcast system. I was, I was very fortunate that Harmony um, is, is quite okay with needles. Because I don't know how I would have gone yeah. pricking her. So literally, in this case, yeah. uh, every every night she was was quite happy to do it. She right. she would do them um, kind of in the belly below in, the, in the, belly. the belly button, as yep. opposed to you know in the, the ass or the thigh, which right. I think are other options. Yeah, yeah, we did uh, we did in the belly, you know, just pinch and mm. go. Yep. But my wife is terrified of needles, so there's she's, a story. she's looking away. And oh fuck, and she's terrified of them. Even after the six or seven rounds we did, yeah, to, to, oh, the, to that well, like still I, terrified. Of I mean, Harmony would have gone through hundreds of needles. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, and more credit to her. <laughs> yeah, thank oh, thank the Lord is all I can say because I was not looking forward to having to do that to her. Yeah, so to speak. yeah. Well, see, all right. So my I've discussed this with my GP. Mm. I'm a little bit fascinated by a needle going into my skin, and yeah. I'm by no stretch a drug drug taker. Like I never watched, I never rode the horse, man. You know, like <laughs> I, I never did anything like that. But I like if I get a blood test, I'm like I'm watching. Oh, so oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, I'm watching. So for me, it was like I was a little bit sick. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'll give you the needles. That's, <laughs> that's fine. And there's different ones too. It's not just all plunger. There's well, like delivery and pens. And there's the and giant fucking... Oh, the giant... Yeah, the trigger. Or, the, or trigger the trigger needle. Yeah, which, so which is like the last one. Yeah, so once you get to the point where the doc goes, right... You know, we we think you're, you're ready. Dance. How do yeah. we how do we get how do we finalize them exactly? And I'm talking like you know, set alarm. We fucked up one night. We were like ten minutes late. Oh, um, right. Exactly thirty six hours before the egg pickup, and so you're doing the math on. I'll go into the surgery at this time, but when's the you know uh, you, you get and it's a big fucker of a needle that you jab yourself with, which which kind of is they call it the trigger, and that basically mm. triggers the final phase of whatever it is that the, yep. the follicles have got to do to get those eggs ready for the egg pickup. Yeah, and and so we talked about like you know you might get three needles to start with, then you get that needle and another needle for the next six days, and then you get like a trigger needle, mm. and but but before the trigger, um, blood tests. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. blood tests. So um, your partner has to get blood tests oh, yeah. to figure out where they're at, and mm-hmm. and if like things aren't quite there, they're like, oh, another couple of days of those yeah, needles, yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden another blood test. Like, right, she's ready. Fucking pop that trigger in and get it rolling. Um, and the reason they do that is to monitor over uh, hyperstimulation of the of, of course of, of OHSS, the, yeah, ovarian yeah. hyperstimulation, which is it. fucking dangerous if it happens. So did um, you guys get close to that and trigger into mate, that? Fuck no, because the most eggs we ever got on any pickup was, I think, six. Wow. Yeah, so it wasn't like... Some people here get 30, or which is a bit much. That's a lot. Um, that's a lot. Some people... You know, a lot of people get like 12 to 16 or something like that. So, yeah. so yeah, so OHSS, over ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, is mm. basically where your hormones get overwhelmed because you're producing that. I mean, normally you've got yeah. one or two going, suddenly you've got 20 or 30 yeah, and, and it can fuck you up. Oh, and, and you know, like the stories of women who have had it, like they describe it as pain like nothing else mm. and, that you know, recovery as well as like nothing yeah. else. Um, if you're interested, you should check out the story um, of Jennifer Screen, who, former Australian basketballer, um, a weapon of a basketball player, um, she has battled infertility for years and years and years. And actually, just the other day, I saw it popped up on Instagram that she she called it. She wow. was like, yeah. I, I can't do yeah. this anymore. Partner, Her partner can't do it anymore. And, you know, she, she talked about how, um, you know, you know, forgive me if I shed a tear if I see someone pregnant or, mm. you know. That, and that's, like, fuck, like, the worst thing about that to someone like me or you who know, like, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, but for the average punter who goes, when are you having kids? It's it is diabolical. Mm. But she did mention that 
um, the last round she had the over, the hyperstimulation was really what did it. Hard. That's How? what did it, and and she couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, what'd she say? I might be wrong here. I thought she said fifteen rounds. Jesus. I thought she said that. I might be wrong hmm. on that, but it was a lot. How did you guys go with mature eggs? This is what what kind of fucked us up through IVF a bit. Is we generally had good double digit numbers of eggs, but quite often half of them or more were still immature. The follicles were at the right size, but the eggs just weren't mature enough right. to actually get fertilized. Like, did you? And so what we would have, you know, and the ratios, and eventually we got to the point where. Harmony said, you just got to call Jacob with this data because they'll call you every day mm. and kind of go, well, you know, we had 14 eggs and now seven have fertilised. Okay. And now only three of them are still alive, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah. If you guys were only getting mm. six out, how were those ratios for you guys? Do you remember? Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, which again, people don't they think it's fucking science. Yeah. Like once you get them out, you, you know, surely they'll just know. Yeah, no, it's not that easy. So it's like when you hear you get, oh, we got 16 eggs. Like that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Like so we got six eggs or seven eggs or something like that. I actually, actually, a lie. I think the first round we got eight and then after that it was like six, yeah. five, two, like pretty, pretty low numbers. Um, so like we talked about before, they put the bits and pieces together. They, they actually um, use an enzyme to, to clean the semen first really? yeah so they actually just don't pop the semen in they actually give it a wash yeah they call yeah. it a wash <laughs> yeah scrub under the arm <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're back to the year 11 yeah. bands brush your, te- brush your teeth if you're from the uk and all that shit but um uh anyway so they, then they they pop it in and they do their thing but so after that point um we would get the call saying there are two two of the embryos two became embryos mm out of the six or out of the yeah, eight, two yeah. became embryos. Um, but that was on day And that's day two. one. One, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Doesn't like, mean they'll get to day five where they'll be viable that's for That's exactly right. So on several occasions, none of them were viable. Wow. On a couple of occasions, you know, one was viable. And, yeah. and I remember, um, and I don't want to go too far down the track, yeah, but on yeah. the last round, I remember them saying we had two viable, but one was... Well, basically that, give up on that one well yeah our yeah. our first round since that's kind of where we're at and we're doing the needles we're taking i mean there's a lot of other things um you know we were both vitamin d deficient that came out of the yeah. blood test i think most white office workers are you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like one of those things but it's really important yeah yeah it's actually it's all really these little important. things that, that yeah. affect um the the health of, of your you know your little bits um uh we um I lost my train of thought there because I was trying not to make a, you know, a, a give, giving the wife the, the vitamin D, yeah. if you know well, what I mean. By all means, make yeah. the joke, friend. Make the joke, um, yeah. Uh, As my business partner would say, vitamin D sounds like dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, ma'am. You're, oh, you're correct. I hadn't noticed. Yeah. I hadn't noticed. So, you know, we're, we're doing all of all of that. Um, we initially were going to freeze all in the first round. Oh, yes, right. Where they, they basically get whatever embryos you get at that kind of day five. Now, day five is what they're looking for, a, a normal... And, and do not, by any stretch of the imagination, treat anything to do with your fertility as normal or abnormal. But, you know, normally it's a five-day thing and then the blastocyst is ready. They will go up to seven days. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you've got a bit of a slow mover and it gets to the five-day point, but it takes six or seven days. So mm-hmm. they'll keep an eye on it for that length of time. Uh, they were originally going to freeze all of ours it was like let's get some in the freezer and then let's work on some of the other issues that we feel are impacting your ability to actually get pregnant part mm-hmm. of it is you know if the egg can't get through the fallopian tube you're not going to get knocked up but then there's a whole lot of other things that can go mm-hmm. wrong so we got to freeze all that very first round they kind of gave us a call and said look there's one here that's pretty weak um we don't think it will necessarily survive freezing mm-hmm. um so why don't we just have a free hit like you know, if, if it's going to die in the freezing process anyway, we may as well transfer it. Mm. And who knows, you might get lucky. Um, spoiler alert, did not get lucky. Mm. Uh, but that was the, the, the process where you then five or seven days in go and, and do the transfer, which is a little bit like the turkey based to yeah. the pipette. Yeah, exactly right. But it is like a good time to bring up the fact that despite the mixes of drugs, mm-hmm. round after round, opinions, facts medical procedures, sterilization, blah, blah, blah. In the end, and I don't want to say in the end, actually, I want to say along the way, mm. 
you were going to hear a doctor say, you just got to keep swinging. Yeah. Which is one of the hardest which, things which to Which, when you've paid her $50,000 oh, so far, is a bit of a, ooh. How about you fucking keep swinging? <laughs> yeah, and I'll just keep my money. Like, you know, you know and that yep. is actually like, look, regardless of the cash, which is hard. Which, which, and, and for people who bulk bill, my understanding is they'll often only give you three tries. Yeah, that's in right. In that process. And, and also, um, something that you said before around egg collection, which is something to remember, um, depending upon which road you go down. Um, not all of them are done under generals. I did not know that. Yeah, so we had one round done under a local. Oh. Which I would not recommend. Like, it takes some serious vagina. And I don't want to say balls because vaginas... Yeah, yeah. Well, si- well, vaginas take a pound and str- come back. They are balls stronger. are fragile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They are stronger. And so I'm talking about my wife going in and getting an egg collection with a local anaesthetic and they put a long needle through the wall of the yeah. vagina. Yeah. yeah, into the... Mm, into where, the ovaries. Yeah, to yeah. collect the, yeah. Fol- yeah. Collect the eggs. So, um, look, it's it's not always... Like and, and that's not a small needle. No. You know. And, and and if you're awake and you happen to see what's going on... And I think Emma had a curtain. I think they put a curtain up because be fucked if you want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, but yeah she'd be like, I've seen smaller. Yeah, so... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard. I love it though. I love it. No denial. No denial. Note the lack of denial. We're going to leave this episode at that point. But in the next episode, um, we're going to delve into what happened to Jacob and Harmony on that third round of IVF. Well, that's it. Yeah, the first round of IVF, you you do. You get excited. You tell your family. You tell your friends. Mm. Um, There's often maybe a bit of time out of work to go and do the egg pickup. So your work colleagues often know that, you know, it's not something you're doing in secret anymore. Mm. It's out there. It's public. And and when that first round fails, Mm. as it can and, and often does... You've got to live with it and you've got to work out whether you want to get back on the horse. And, mm. and I think most people do. We certainly did. Look, it's an emotional journey. It's a physically, you know, tasking journey. Um, but that third round that, that you had sounds like it was a matter of life or death. See you next time. Thanks, guys. In the quiet words of the Virgin Mary, come again.